Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing today? Oh my God. I'm so excited. I know. Like, this is just an unbelievable journey we've been on. I know, right? Welcome back to Cat's Community. And conversation, everybody. And we've got our first animal guest with us as well. Hi, Billy. Oh, I just got kisses. Nice. Hi, lovey. How are you? Sorry. (laughs) I was slightly distracted by the dog. distracted. Yeah. We are very excited because we have a very special guest. We do. With us. Not only Bailey, the beautiful... Uh, rescue dog that we have in in studio today, but we also have Nicole Frey with us, who is part of the um, Animal Food Bank. Animal Food Bank. You were distracted by the dog I was. again. I, was I like, know. It's cute. Animals. It's no distraction. Yeah. She's super cute. <laughs> animal Food Bank, and I actually found Nicole. Uh, we actually have a mutual friend, Hi, sweet and oh. that's Hudson. Yeah, from My Ninety Six. But I have read about you in the paper. And then Hudson from My Ninety Six was telling me that he was talking to you on the air, whatever it was, and I'm like. Um, could you please send me her contact information? He goes, I'd love to. So we connected. Yeah. Here we are, Wednesday, November the 30th, and she brought in Bailey. We're so excited. We are so excited. We're welcome. slightly codependent. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Thank show, you. the two of you. Yes. I'm so glad you could make it out of your busy schedules <sighs> to talk to us today. Uh, so let's like dive right in. How did you get started with the Animal Food Bank? I wanted to feed a homeless guy's dog. That was the inspiration. Was it really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Good so for you. I love dogs. Um, I've always wanted dogs, no kids. Actually, when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now 18, I called my mom and she hung up on me because she thought I was playing a prank on her. I so didn't want kids. And my boyfriend at the time had to call her and be like, no, no, it's for real. So <laughs> definitely huge dog lover. Okay. Um, was involved in rescue, but not frontline rescue. So a lot of like driving pets to appointments, doing website work, things like that. Back when I lived in Winnipeg, born and raised, um, and I found it very siloed. Mm, so mm-hmm. I thought, there's got to be a better way for us to share resources, information, collaboration, and then it becomes less about who's solving the problem and just getting the problem solved. Oh my God, listen to her. We were meant to meet, I we swear were. to God, because yeah. I was just having this conversation with somebody else the other day where nonprofits are very siloed. Yes. Yeah. We're all trying to achieve the same goal. But we're all trying to be the heroes, it feels like. Yeah, I, I always say I'm pretty tired. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. So the more help I can get, the better. Yeah. We're trying to eliminate the scarcity mentality around mm-hmm. nonprofit, the nonprofit sector with regards to donations and support. Okay. And just really unite everyone. That's mm-hmm. the model. Fast forward 10 years. I'm in downtown Kelowna, walking out of my uncle's work, and I see this homeless guy and his dog. And I was like, dog, my pet dog, <laughs> run over. <laughs> Had this super casual conversation, and I always joke, I'm sure the man has a name. If I asked, I wouldn't remember it anyway. Probably didn't ask. Dog's name is Odin. <laughs> we'll never forget. <laughs> Priority, right? Right, right, yeah. And Odin was the inspiration for AFB, so I went home and said to my husband, like, I Googled, there's no pet food bank. Mm-hmm. And that was on a Tuesday. We launched on a Thursday. Wow. And so three years later, we have... It was just him and I that started. Three years later, we have 100 volunteers across three provinces. We've done deliveries in New Zealand and Ireland, and we get requests from all over the world. So it's a consistent problem Mm -hmm. 
Um, the gap is there mm -hmm. and we're looking to fill it. So we've done close to 10,000 deliveries, 550,000 meals. Wow. We sent 30,000 pounds of food in for the floods and fires of 2021. It's cr and we're not funded. Zero. No paid staff. We're all volunteers. Myself included. I'm blown away. I, like I'm, I'm abs once again, I'm speechless. <laughs> and that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So why Medicine Hat? What brought you? So Winnipeg, okay, Kelowna, yeah, Kelowna. Brooks, Calgary. My husband like, lived in Vancouver. He's from Calgary originally. Yeah. Why Medicine Hat? What brought you here? <sighs> we moved to Brooks for a contract a couple years ago. Okay. And didn't come any further. And and I had been through Medicine Hat quite a bit um, because I have family in BC. My daughter's dad lives in BC and I lived in Winnipeg at the time. So we were constantly driving back and forth. And my perception of Medicine Hat was... The McDonald's on the highway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I would stop for gas. And sometimes we would stay there because it's, it's a good halfway point for the mm -hmm. road trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to come out here and do a fingerprint test because I was working in the cannabis sector at the time. And I ended up on high, on first street mm -hmm. and fell in love immediately. And I was like, we have to live here. Brought my husband back because he had only experienced the highway. Yeah. Sometimes we would get off and go to Superstore or Costco. <laughs> oh, boy. I know. <laughs> yes. I did never occur to me. Really people, off the beaten track. Right? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and he fell in love with it, too. And yeah. so we ended up getting a client here, the Moose and Squirrel. And it was really carrying Ian. Nice. Oh, my God. We were there uh, this yeah, summer. We, we met them. The yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. So we, we did their website. We That's came nice. out um, for their grand opening and rented a house that weekend and moved in and decided to buy. And so we bought our house now and thought this is a great place to raise a family. We have a whole idea for how to promote Medicine Hat for everything that it has. Yeah. Um, but we thought it would also be a really good spot to be at least the Western Canada, if not Canadian headquarters for AFB, because we have been working with the Pedigree Foundation. Yes. Um, they donate a lot of food. And one of the things that sets us apart is we can take large donations. So if they want to send a full truck of 40 or 44 pallets, we'll receive it. And we, we don't have anywhere. We don't pay for rent. <laughs> we don't have a warehouse. We just figure it out. Um, and as the conversations have progressed and this need has become apparent across the country and there's so much opportunity to intake food that may otherwise be thrown out um, and redistribute it to people who need it or rescues or animals, that we thought this would be a great place for us to be able to receive the large shipments and distribute it out to organizations that need. So we received a truckload of 40 pallets into Kelowna and I think we helped 12 organizations with it. And that's what we want to see here. Like, I want to get those <laughs> those trucks here <laughs> and we just dole it out because I'm never of the mindset of I have to keep that for myself. More will come. So whatever anybody needs, we just send. That's the model. Can I just say how inspiring it is to meet you <laughs> and how you're like, you know what? We just make it work. We just figure it we out. We just figure it out. And I love how, like, you're just like, you know what? Let's just live here. Let's just, I love it I, because I'm just blown is, away. That is honestly the same way. Like when Ryan and I first came down here and he had a job opportunity, fell in love with downtown. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I love the flats. I need to yeah. live here. Yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a stunning city. I, I cannot believe we, in all the work that we've been doing with the SPCA and the thing that we had last weekend here on camp, like we've never met Nicole yes. ever. How, no, how is that I, even possible? It is. It is possible because there's no centralized 
method by which organizations working towards the same goal can share information. And so it's something that we're working on currently. We've got two projects on the go. Um, one is an app for AFB. So my goal is to drive AFB out of business. I'm not interested. I'm appalled when our numbers go up. I think that's a failure of the system, not of us, but of the system. Um, and so we have an app in the works where we it's going to connect client intake. Uh, it's meant to be the entire model is scalable and repeatable. So there's three core components, volunteers, a place to store inventory, and a pet store partner. That's pretty much all you need to launch anywhere you are. Um, and the app will allow us to collect all that data so that we can see what's going on and help start solving some of the root causes of the problems. But it will allow our clients to track their requests and have more visibility on what's happening. Because never did I think I would be here when this started. I didn't expect to be doing 10,000 deliveries. You know, the, the, the process that we started, and luckily for me, I'm a process expert. I'm an operations person. That's what I do. Um, so for me, building the processes were easy, but we've reached that tipping point where it's a lot of administrative work and we can't scale any further. Anyway, so the, it'll connect clients um, and it will give them three tokens when they, when they sign up. We have no means test. I don't believe in asking people to prove that they're poor. Um, it's just pet food after all. And a lot of times it's an olive branch to a, a bigger discussion. Um, and then after three, they can use one token for each request. They can request up to once every 30 days. Um, after that, they will need to partake in our community in some way to earn the next month's help. We will then connect that with our volunteers because it's a delivery-based model and that's on purpose. We want to see what's going on with the animal. The best, uh, I can say in 10,000 deliveries, I can count on one hand the number of times we've had to call in an animal welfare organization because we were concerned mm -hmm. for the welfare of the animal. But more often than not, um, it's such a small statistic that I don't even consider it. They take better care of their animals than themselves. So we, we did a delivery in Winnipeg. This is a really good example. The dog was on a four-foot lead outside. Dog has nowhere to go. Why do you have your dog on a four-foot lead? Volunteer has a conversation with them. They're renting the house. They can't put up a fence. They can't afford a fence anyway. We did offer. Um, they can't afford a longer lead. And so their choice was to, to leash the dog or let the dog run. In that perspective, they made a good choice. Mm -hmm. So we just go and buy the longer Lord. lead. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? We wouldn't know that stuff, though, if we weren't delivering. So we have this delivery-based model where volunteers sign up, uh, take their deliveries, and deliver to people. The, the app is meant to reward those volunteers for each delivery do, they do. So they will earn a token. And the tokens will be redeemable for reward swag, gift cards, you know, things like that. Because we really want to celebrate the work that goes into delivering the food. Mm -hmm. And we also want to give the clients an opportunity to participate in the community as well. And remove that stigma. So we're just all one big group working towards the same end goal. Well, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm sorry. I want to get up and give you the world's biggest Aww. hug because that is phenomenal what you guys are doing. Yeah. Like, my mind is blown and the wheels are turning mm. for the SPCA right now because there is so much need for the nonprofit worlds to come together and mm -hmm. work together. Yeah. And we were actually having a discussion about this in the communications and marketing world, mm -hmm. how we could come together and bring all of the yeah. nonprofits here in Medicine Hat together to help them. In I have some a meeting way. with Nikki Gray after this. Do you really? Yes. Like the community <laughs> foundation. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. 
that's yeah, that's next on my list uh, because we see the same thing, and and not just in this sector, but to create uh, a a platform where we can share resources and information. And if we have an abundance of food, who needs it? And how can we get it there? If you have an abundance of blankets, who needs it? And how can we get it to you? That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I say it's almost like Craigslist for nonprofits. Yeah. And and that's like phase four or five, but definitely on our radar. And first we're going to connect the clients and the volunteers. So what is your background, Nicole? What did you do before this? What were you doing in Winnipeg? I still do this. We're, I'm not paid for this at all. No. Yeah. So what was I doing in Winnipeg? Um, pretty much. So, cause I'm old. <laughs> you're what? No, you're like not. 30? 47. Oh, I was working in small business before okay. small business was called startups. Right? right. Now it's got the cool name, but really they're just struggling small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I've always been in operations. I went to school for inventory and logistics management. So my okay. background very much lends itself to creating scalability. Mm-hmm. Right. So right now I work um, as a consultant. So I will come into small businesses that are failing and tell them what they need to do and design their processes to turn them around. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's been really, really beneficial. I married a web developer and a marketing person. And so that has also been beneficial. And yeah. it's why we're able to deliver software and website functionality that we wouldn't need, you know, if, cause I'm, I'm the slowest to pay for that work and I pay cost. Um, and we still get to jump the queue. So we have a very different dynamic than most nonprofits to okay, be able to, yeah. to launch software and things like that. Wow. Oh, I'm just, I'm blown away. Like, yeah. you know, I'm just blown away. It makes perfect sense. It does. Logically, it makes perfect sense. And to take it to the digital platforms where it's convenient and easy for nonprofits, individuals to access, it makes yeah. perfect sense. We like just launched just... an online book. So I'm sure you're seeing the same thing. Inflation is killing us. COVID yeah. wasn't bad enough. Now we have inflation. We have a tanking economy. Right. Um, demand is up. We're seeing the same statistics that Canada Food Banks just released about their, you know, a lot of people coming to work or coming to access our services are working. Mm-hmm. And we see the same thing we're, we're delivering because people are at work and we have to deliver after work. Um, and so the stigma about who accesses us needs to change, but that's a whole yes. other conversation. Um, so, and I can't remember why I was saying that. What was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to talk about. I know. I know. Oh my God. Oh my I was God. just like, I, I know. I'm just right? saying, I'm soaking it <laughs> we all in. talking about the SPCAs. Interestingly enough, too, we do work with the SPCAs and the Humane Societies and the food banks. We try and come in and take over all of the pet food distribution because right. it's an, yeah. an ancillary service, right? Yeah. And a lot of the SPCAs have contracts with, like, hills or things like that. Yeah. So they yeah. can't use the food donated to the SPCA with the shelter animals. So now what do we do? Right. Because we're using capacity to store the food. We're using staff members to distribute the food. You've got people showing up at the door to receive the food. We want to take all of that because I want all of that data, too. I want to see what's happening right. so that we can understand what the problem lies. Can I ask you, in Medicine Hat, are you seeing a real need, like in Medicine Hat itself? Oh, that's what I was We were talking about inflation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so inflation is killing us. Demand is up. Donations are down. Right. So we just launched our pet. This is why I was going to tell you. We launched a pet blog called afbpetclub.org, and we have switched the model to generate operating dollars by selling advertising spots on the site. This will eventually plug into our app, and by having our clients read one of our articles on how not to overfeed your dog or mm-hmm. cat, right? Especially mm-hmm. when we're pl- supplying the food. Right. So don't feed them with love. <laughs> Just love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, pet first aid, 
allergies in pets, you know, all those kinds of things so they can read an article and earn a token. But a sponsor would then donate a meal for every person that reads that article. So we're trying to like draw everything together to raise awareness. Sorry, the Need a Medicine Hat. We just launched the full service branch here in September. Um, We're seeing about 20 to 25 requests a month. You guys have Four Paws Food Bank here. Four Paws? No, Furry Friends. Four Paws is in Kamloops. So there is an operating pet food bank here. We normally don't come in and operate when there is one, but she's a pickup model. And I'm a, I'm a huge proponent on delivery. It drives me crazy about people food banks too, because you're dealing with a segment of the population that doesn't have access to vehicles. Right. right Why yeah. are you asking them to pick up a hamper? Right. Right? Yep, so sense. we need to change that. So we, we came in with a delivery-based model. And so we get to share the load a bit. I love that. I'm I'm just blown away. Like I, I really know, am blown right? away. So how can people connect with you, or how can they uh, donate to you guys? Do I assume you want? Do you prefer cash donations? Do we you, have no matter? preference. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> we we try and make it as easy and low barrier, not only for our clients but for our donors as well. I always say, do not think that a can of food is not enough. So, you know, you come in and donate a can of food, you fed a pet for a day. That's a huge deal. That's huge. It's a huge deal. So the 99 cents or two bucks that might be, you might think it's nothing. It's huge. So you can donate um, pet food at both pet value locations here. We work with Pet Value all across Western Canada. They're one of our biggest supporters, um, and we love them so much. And uh, you can also go on our website, animalfoodbank.org, and donate there. Now, we are not a charity, so I cannot give a tax receipt. Mm -hmm. Becoming a charity for us will restrict our operating. It'll restrict what we are able to do in an instant. Um, And because this is a new sector, unfortunately... And we don't yet understand the need or the problem. We have to be able to respond instantaneously. So if I find, and this is a true story, a woman who has been kicked out of her, well, has left her abusive husband and cannot take her dog into a shelter and is sleeping in a car in the middle of winter in Winnipeg, we will put her up in a hotel that night. We don't ask any questions. We just put, we let's get her meat crisis, get her and the dog out of the car and we'll figure out what to do tomorrow. We don't have that much autonomy in a charity. We are creating a charity called the Amp It Up Foundation. Its mandate will be to fund anything, any programs that improve the lives of pets and their owners. So we can fund mental health. We can fund job skills. We can fund spay and neuter clinics, veterinary clinics, all kinds of things. But AFB itself will always sit as a nonprofit for a very, very specific reason. So I always want to be very clear. If people are donating cash, we cannot give a tax receipt. Yeah. If they're more comfortable donating food, that's where it's going anyway we love food absolutely yeah like i am just blown away by your mission Mm -hmm. and where you're going and we have to have you back on the show yeah i would love to in the new year and bailey and bailey of course she's really famous to see (laughs) what's going on and like uh, like check in and see how things have progressed she's our quality control so she likes she won't eat the food i buy for her but when the pallets of food show up there's video on our facebook page of her testing the food if she finds a crack in the bag yeah (laughs) Yeah, and she's also director of community engagement because she's just so cute. Right? She is very, I very love cute. That. Yes. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, um, I'm so <laughs> thrilled that Hudson connected us. I'm so thrilled you reached out. That's great. Well, it's, it's just amazing. You know, I know that food banks are 
top of the line. Everybody hears about them in the news. You know, we're going into the Christmas season, inflation. But sometimes they don't think about the pets. That's right. And now this is what we're doing. We're now saying, hey, listen. And I often wonder if we could get food to people, would that help eliminate the ones that are coming back to the shelter? Yes. Is it because they cannot feed yes. them? So we yes. just pulled our clients because I'm doing a pitch for our app. So I was yeah. trying to get some statistics. And of respondents, 66% said they no longer have to choose between feeding themselves and their pets because we exist. That is an appalling statistic. But it, it is impactful because it shows the gap is there. 56% said they didn't have to surrender their pet because we exist. And so when we talk about the problem with overcrowding and shelters, you know, the mass surrender of pets, yeah. there's a very good way for us to prevent all of that so that shelters can support pets that aren't wanted. And so I challenge this sector and the funders and the grantors to take a step back and look at organizations like ours and fund us like desperately, somebody fund us yeah. because we can then prevent overcapacity in shelters. Um, so <laughs> we're having an open house on December 10th okay. at the SPCA. Yes. And we would love for I you would to, love come to come and connect with yeah. some of our members and the media and the media and see how we can collaborate together Yes, to, because we're at capacity and we've been at capacity. We've had a lot of returns from COVID. Yeah. So if there's a way that we can combat that and maybe get to the root of it yeah. to find out why, yeah. then we can bring in other resources like yourself, other organizations that could help them. We also have a win-win. foster yeah. matching app. Now this isn't part of AFB. This is a project my husband and I are working on. It's like Tinder for fosters. Oh. <laughs> swipe left, swipe right. Oh my God, I love it. Because we need to get people to understand the importance of opening their homes to animals. Yes. Need. And going back to the collaboration, it really is the root of how I feel the organizations will buy into starting to work together. Yes. Because the foster shouldn't be just for one rescue. We should be able to pop in as a rescue or a shelter and say, I'm looking for somebody with no kids and a fence and no other animals in this demographic or this geographical area yeah. who can help me. And so it's it's that database that we're building and hope to launch in January in a beta version anyway, um, because it will also then morph into the well, I've got extra towels or here's our board of what people have versus here's our board for what people need. That connection of information. And even the people connection. Yeah. So, you know, if let's say we wanted to connect with other board members, mm -hmm. we could do that to work on collaborations or to mm -hmm. make connections in the community. So it's really, as Linda said, a win-win-win for everybody. Totally. Yeah. You know, i, I got to be honest. I came in here this morning and thought, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about some animals, get some food. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams did I anticipate the conversation that we've just had. I know. That's what I love about this, you I know? know? I had a little reflective moment today, and I thought, you know... We have learned so much since we started doing this podcast yep. that I can hardly wait to see what comes up out of all of this. It's crazy. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's my problem. Yeah, right. And that's fair <laughs> Then I true. must go fix it or yeah. at least try. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. We, I come just, we can't thank you enough. Oh no, thank you. I love talking in. about it. And we got to and, meet Bailey. Uh, and we got to meet Bailey. Know, she's so and uh, we'll definitely have you back on the show yeah. next year because I think you, the services and what you're doing for our community mm -hmm. and Canada is like 
stellar. Yeah, so, and I do want to say, if anybody's listening and they need help with pet food, if anybody's no listening, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> right. Not if anybody's listening in general, but anybody that needs help with pet food is listening in the Medicine Hat area or Winnipeg or the Okanagan. Just pop onto our website, animalfoodbank.org, and fill out a form. That's it. Easy, we easy. Um, we promote this a lot, especially within Canada and stuff. Amazing. So it's yeah. just the, the support has been amazing. That's yes. Awesome. Excellent. We're going to help you. So, oh okay. my God. What time are we at? We're at uh, 24 minutes. You know what? Honestly, Be I could sit here and talk all day, but I do have an exam this afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you so much. And uh, a little shout out again to Hudson at My96. Thank you so much yes. for connecting us. Great. He's awesome. And um, we're going to come back and I think we're going to do some great work with the SPCA oh, and, so too. and the Animal Food Bank. Hudson's dog and Bailey are best friends. <gasps> Even better. I know. Look at the connection. I know. It's crazy. I love it. Bailey's very snooty, so it says something. I, well, I don't believe it. Look at her. No, she's staying here. Well, it's because we're people. Oh, oh, oh yes. gotcha. It's other right. dogs. Yeah, gotcha. it's other I think she'd be a good friend with Oakley. Oh, I think My so. My coonhound. Yep. Yes. I think they could be boyfriend and girlfriend. <gasps> oh, love connection. Right? <laughs> they were our maid of honor, and our dark chocolate lab was our best man at our wedding. Of course oh. they were. I mean, that's warm. That's, I love it. Right? Anyway, that's yes, it for awesome. us, guys. Thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks so Nicole. much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Cats, Community, and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. <laughs>